Hello, and welcome back to Fast Forward, the podcast where we quickly summarize and commentate on your favorite movies. Let me explain how our podcast works. Each episode will be centered on a different movie of our choice. We'll be covering many different movies, including both animated and live action. We'll begin each episode by explaining the movie we choose in about five to six minutes. We'll leave a lot of little details out, but anything that happens in the movie is fair game, so be wary of spoilers. After that, we'll quickly go over the pros and cons of the movie, sharing our opinions on what we think the movie did right and wrong and why. Our podcast is narrated by myself, Marin Miller, and Michaela Cavanaugh and Julie Watts. In today's episode, we'll be discussing The Last Airbender, the live-action movie. This movie is pretty well known as a not-so-great adaptation of the Nickelodeon cartoon Avatar The Last Airbender, so we'll be poking some fun at this one. I'll remind you again that spoilers will definitely be present in this episode, so turn back now if you haven't watched the... the show yet. Without further ado, let's get into the summary. So in the Avatar The Last Airbender, there are some main characters. The main characters are Ing, Katara, Soko, Zuko, Uncle Iroh, Zhao, and Four Lord Azawaya. These characters... Let's start with Aang. Aang is pronounced in the movie Ong. Ong is the protagonist of the film. He is an avatar and control all four elements. The four elements are water, earth, fire, and air. Katara is a waterbender, one of Aang's best friends. They hang out all the time. The next character is Sokka. In the movie, it's actually pronounced Sokka, not not Sokka. Sokka is Carter's brother and is another friend of Aang. Another character is Zuko. Zuko is the main antagonist and is the prince of the Fire Nation. He's a firebender who wishes to capture the Avatar to be accepted back home by his father. Another character I mentioned was Uncle Iroh. Uncle Iroh is Zuko's well-meaning, firebending uncle. Another character I mentioned was Zhao, a Fire Nation general who is working hard to capture the Avatar before Zuko does. And last but not least, Fire Lord Azuo. He is Zuko's father and basically the king of the Fire Nations and wishes to take over all the other nations. The film opens with Katara and Sokka hunting or fishing in the southern water tribe where they live. They discovered something glowing in the ice, so Sokka hit it with his boomerang. When the ground opened up, they discovered a 12-year-old boy and a flying bison. The boy introduced himself as Aang, or because the movie is weird, they say Ong. They see that he has tattoos over his body, most notably a tattoo of an arrow going down his head. Unbeknownst to them, Aang was actually the Avatar, somebody who could control all four elements, water, earth, fire, and air. They returned with Aang to their home in the Southern Water Tribe. After being there for not very long, Zuko and other Fire Nation people showed up to capture Aang. At first, they refused to let him go, but Zuko threatened to burn down the village if Aang didn't go, so Aang willingly went with them. On their ship, Uncle Iroh gave Aang a test to see if he was the Avatar, and obviously, he passed. Since he passed, Iroh and Zuko took him as their prisoner. If Zuko and Iroh would return the Avatar to the Fire Nation, they would be welcomed back, because they had both been banished. Despite this, Aang quickly escapes and meets up with Katara and Sokka, and his flying bison, Appa. 
Aang insists that they visit the Southern Air Temple, where he was from. When he arrived, he discovered that the Fire Nation had destroyed his home and wiped out all of the other Air Nomads. He was absolutely devastated and entered the Avatar state, which is too complicated to explain quickly, and he found himself in the spirit world. He talked to a dragon spirit that told him that he needed to go to the Northern Water Tribe to learn waterbending. He tells his friends this and they begin their journey there. Along their way, they stop at a town controlled by the Fire Nation in the Earth Kingdom. The trio got arrested because Katara tried to help an earthbender, and in that town, earthbending and all types of bending other than the firebending used by the people in charge was strictly prohibited. However, they managed to inspire the earthbenders to fight back with them, and it actually works and they win. The earthbenders were extremely grateful and gave Katara an ancient waterbending scribe so that she could master her bending and teach Aang until they arrived at the Northern Water Tribe. Shortly after this, Aang asks Katara and Sokka if they would be okay if he went alone and visited the Northern Air Temple for a few days. Sokka did not like the idea of this because it was dangerous, but Katara was a little more lenient and he ended up going. At the temple, he met a seemingly nice man who quickly betrayed him and turned him into the Fire Nation. He was turned into Admiral Zhao and became his prisoner. However, someone came and rescued Aang and helped him escape. He was wearing a blue mask and was referred to as the Blue Spirit. It is revealed that the Blue Spirit is actually Prince Zuko, and Zhao orders to kill him. Somehow, Zuko survives and sneaks aboard Zhao's ship with the help of his uncle Iroh. They were also heading to the Northern Water Tribe. The trio finally arrives at the Northern Water Tribe. Sokka quickly becomes friends with Yue, the princess. They were able to arrange so that the waterbending master there, Paku, could teach Aang and Katara. But after not very long, the Fire Nation attacks. Zhao attacks the whole city, but Zuko separates to try to find the Avatar on his own. He found Aang and captured him because Aang was in the spirit world, talking to the dragon spirit. However, when Aang returned from the spirit world, he fought with Zuko and ultimately won. Then Katara came and froze him in his place. Zhao and Iroh go to a pond in the Water Tribe where there are two fish. These two fish are the ocean and moon spirits. The moon spirit gave power to the waterbenders, and Zhao did not like that. Iroh was there and did not want Zhao to do it, but Zhao killed the fish, ultimately taking away the moon and stripping the waterbenders of any power they had. We find that when Yue was born, she was not awake. Her parents prayed constantly to the spirits to try to save her, and it worked. Because of this, part of the moon spirit now lived in Yue. She realized that she would have to sacrifice herself to get the moon back. Her plan worked. When she went into the sacred waters, her hair returned to its original color and she died. With their newly regained power, the waterbenders were able to fight off the firebenders, but Aang ultimately saved them all. He finally accepted his position as the Avatar and took on the responsibility to save the world. The movie closes in the Fire Nation, with Fire Lord Ozai appointing his daughter, Princess Azula, to hunt down Prince Zuko and Uncle Iroh. She gladly accepts it. And that was the infamously terrible The Last Airbender movie. Now, let's get into the pros and cons, starting with the pros. While the movie itself isn't all that amazing, the source material is fantastic. Avatar The Last Airbender is, rightfully, highly regarded as one of the best Nickelodeon shows. It has great writing and it's very sweet and funny. I'll also say that the sets and costumes in the movie look pretty good. They reflect the original cartoon's style pretty well and are just nice to look at. 
The movie also does a decent job explaining everything it needs to for it to make sense in the limited amount of time it has. It's surely difficult to translate a 20 episode season of a show into one movie without lacking in a lot of necessary context, but they actually managed to pull it off. Now for the cons, it's terrible. The movie itself is really uninteresting and it doesn't reflect the actual tone and content of the original series at all. The characters also have no depth. In the original, they have bold and well thought out, realistic personalities, but here, they're extremely one dimensional and seem to have lost all of their defining characteristics. They're just not interesting or fun to watch at all. The movie also did not do well with its casting. The world in the cartoon is very heavily based on Asian culture and its characters reflect this, but in the movie, the actors that play the main cast are all white. Yikes. I won't go on further in order to keep this section short, but it should be known that this movie is very widely recognized as being very awful. It's definitely not one of our favorites, despite how much we all adore the original show it was based on. And that wraps up today's episode. Whether you haven't seen it in years or just watched it yesterday, we hope you enjoyed listening to our somewhat different summary of The Last Airbender and that you enjoy the show, not the movie, just as much as we do. And that's it for this episode of Fast Forward, the podcast where we summarize and commentate on popular movies. Come back next time for a summary of Coco. Bye!